what I find when it comes to getting rid of things, say it's like a black dress and you're like, well, this is perfectly fine, but it's not lighting you up. If you donate that dress to someone who's going to wear and love it the way it should and create that space in your closet, you might not find the black dress right away, but I guarantee you'll find it by the time you need a black dress. And you'll find a dress that's more aligned that you're more excited about. Something like really kismet will happen about it where you're like, ah. And once you start trusting that process a little bit, then you can let go of the things easier. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days. And admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I am so excited you are here, and I'm very excited to bring you this week's episode with my guest, Tiffany, but we will get to her in a moment. She is just the best. Before I dive into that and let you know all of the fun things you can expect in this episode, I wanted to let you know about a fun new offering that I am playing with. I think I just introduced this maybe two weeks ago, so it's still super fresh and it's really fun so far, and it's called Guide. This session is unique to a lot of my other ones because it is not like human design forward focused, if you will. And what I mean by that is I will still have your chart just for my purposes only because it really does help me inform how you you know, might operate and some of the blocks and beliefs and all the things that you might be dealing with just based on the aspects of your chart. But it is not at all a reading or a session where we're trying to, you know, teach you um, how to embody your chart or anything like that. The human design aspect is just for me. And the session itself is for you to come and bring whatever it is you are bumping up against and have a space to be supported in walking through that. Because, you know, there have been times where I have just felt like I need a quick injection of support and guidance and someone to hold me or reflect back to me like what the fuck's going on in my brain. So I wanted to create this space for exactly that. You in this space bring whatever it is, you know, the sessions that I've had so far. We've worked through things like um, money stories and beliefs. We've worked through career transitions and even relationship stuff. So you really bring, you know, anything is welcome and you get to work it out. You get supported with all the tools that might be relevant for whatever it is you're moving through. So that might look like somatic practices, you know, emotional processing, emotional release. It might look like mindset work or belief work or really anything's on the table, anything from my toolkit. And it's just a really beautiful space to witness how much transformation can happen in the course of, you know, 60 minutes. Um, This is the cool thing about this work is it really doesn't have to take a long time. It can be super focused and super impactful. And, you know, you don't have to spend (laughs) three months of your life to make really, really big shifts. So I'm super excited about this offering. As I just looked at my recorder here, it is 222. So I feel like that is an amazing sign. Um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes if you want to learn more about guide. And as always, you can shoot me any questions that come up over on Instagram at underscore Caitlin Kirkpatrick, also in the show notes per usual. So anyway, let's get into today's episode with Tiffany Gaines. I just love her so much. She is the most incredible human. She is an astro stylist. I was lucky enough to have a session with her before our recording, and I absolutely loved it. What's so fun about this is, I mean, it's funny. I've never really considered myself like a stylish person, and I actually think there's a lot that goes into that based on kind of the astro and even human design elements of it, just putting on all these layers and beliefs that are not us. And one of the amazing things during this session, and I think I tell her in this episode, maybe it was in another conversation, but how much it reminded me of who I was as a little kid. And I just love that so much. It aligns so well with the work that I do in human design because I really see human design as bringing me back to my little inner child self, but the you know adult well-resourced version of that. 
And I feel like Tiffany really does the same thing with style. She helps you uncover what the kind of authentic style to you might be, including colors and textures and all sorts of things. And it was so informative and so, so good. Even the shopping recommendations, like not for the pieces, but like how to shop based on my human design blew me away. And it makes so much sense. Like as a projector, I do not want to be in a store like picking up everybody else's energies. I cannot tell you how many times I have gone into a store to go shopping and left with items that I get home. And I'm like, who the fuck bought this? Like, this is not me. So it was just so fascinating and I love it so much. But we talk about way more than that as well in this episode. We talk about kind of how the energetics of style and really letting go and transitioning and changing really play a role in our lives. How, you know, pieces when we're changing. And this can be, you know, furniture pieces too. When we're changing, doing a lot of personal development work, pieces can become so non-resonant with who we are. And we really just need to clear that energy. And, you know, one of the interesting things that I have kind of been noticing with myself, with my clothing, granted a lot of it's in boxes at this point, but the stuff that I have with me that I'm unpacking and repacking as I go on all these trips is noticing what makes me feel too much like the version of me before I moved out of LA, which is really, really interesting that it carries so much, you know, energetic weight in a sense. And so we talk a lot about like letting go and and letting yourself change and shift and really be more of who you are, whether that's your personal style at home or in your wardrobe. And Gosh, I just love her so much. I I don't think I told her this in the episode, but I think about her all the time. Now when I'm out and about shopping, (laughs) one story in particular, I literally went to a store and was just browsing and I had in mind that I needed to get a pink article of clothing and I literally thought about her because we talked about pink so many times in the session. So anyway, can't say enough good things about Tiff. I hope you enjoy this episode. It is such a good conversation and I'll see you on the other side. Like riding a horse, <laughs> honestly, riding a horse. I don't know. <laughs> riding a riding a bicycle. Riding Was a that bike. The expression? Yeah. I don't know where I got a horse. Maybe because I'm wearing Western boots today. Podcasting is just like riding a horse. <laughs> it's it's the vibe I'm feeling today with my outfit. I think I'm in the Western vibe. Honestly, it kind Horses. of is like riding a horse though, because you never quite know when you're gonna get bucked off. <laughs> well, that too. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm dead. We're already dead. dead. We haven't even started. Honestly. (laughs) Well, on that note, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Caitlin. So Uh, happy to be here. And I always just love chatting with you because I feel like we're always just going to be laughing and and learning and diving deep. It's like the the perfect combo of the three. If you aren't laughing, like, are you actually learning though? That's kind of what I'm realizing at this point in my life, like laughing and ironic amusement through my existential crisis. I feel like that's the words of words are vibrations guy on Instagram. Love him. Just got to laugh at yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, what's new with you as we get started here before we jump into all the fun things that I want to talk about? Well, I recently moved to LA. I've been in Los Angeles for a little over a month. So I think this past month has been getting settled in. I lived in the Bay area for 20 years. So it was a big kind of culture shock change, even though it's still, we're still in the same state, um, which I didn't, you know, I kind of underestimated how much of a shock to that, to my system it would be. And I've really just been sinking into the new energy here, the new vibe here, going on little adventures, playing hooky from work, taking day trips, going to the beach and, um, connecting with people down here and trying to build my community down here. So that's been a lot of my focus lately. And it's been really fun. I love that. I'm a big proponent of playing hooky from work. <laughs> I do it all the time. Uh, what's your favorite place you've explored so far? Because I lived there for like a decade. You know that. Yeah, you're, yeah you live there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Malibu, mm-hmm. which I mean, obviously it's so beautiful, but it's just, I, I went on a Monday, which I highly recommend going on a weekday when it's not so overrun. Cause I went on the weekend too, and it was a quite a different experience. Malibu on a Monday, just hanging out the beach. I went to, um, the real coconut. It's like a vegan gluten-free cafe, sat outside, chilled, just loved the overall energy in Malibu. Anytime I'm by the water, I feel like my soul just feels like at home. Mm. And 
Um, so yeah, I really, really like Malibu. Yeah, it's so nice up there. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I feel like that's the way to do LA too, is like do it on the off time. Because if you go when it's, you know, peak hours, like nighttime or weekends, I mean, it's always peak hours in LA. So (laughs) as I'm sure you're learning. I'm learning that and I'm learning like when to go use my car and when not to, when to just go on foot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I love that too. Cause I, I mean, I know we've chatted about your moving experience and all that. And I think that really ties in to kind of what I want to talk about with you today, like the energetics of style and all that. And we'll get into the reading that um, I got to have with you, which was so fun, but I feel like what, like the link that happened in my mind is you have gone through this whole energetics of style thing and energetics of like pieces with your home as you've moved there. Um, so tell me a little bit about that experience. Well, what was interesting was I had lived in the Bay Area, like I mentioned, for a really long time. And for several years when I was living in Oakland, which was the last city I lived in in the Bay on my own, um, I started feeling really stagnant. And the energy in my apartment was feeling stagnant. And just my life in general was. It was also during the pandemic. I had made a lot of shifts in my immediate environment, cleansing the space, getting it kind of re energized. And it definitely helped. But then I noticed that the stagnancy kept coming back. And I just had this like sinking feeling for a long time that I needed to leave. And I just didn't know where I wanted to move. And the universe kind of, was sick of me whining about it and thinking about it, not taking action. And so kind of intervened, put some circumstances in my immediate home that I could not tolerate. And so it was kind of the signal that I needed to go. I still didn't know where I was going to go. So I put my stuff in storage, moved in with my mom for 10 months, ended up being a really lot longer than I had planned. And I used that time to work on my business and and launch a podcast and, and fun projects, but I also traveled and I tried to figure out what city was calling to me. And I think there's something about, you know, I'm 40, I'm single. It's just me and my dog, Donnie. There's something about moving to a new city on your own that felt really scary for me. And I was also feeling this call to really step into that independence and own it rather than try and run away from it, try and suppress it and try and just stay close to what's comfortable because of that. And when I got to LA, I spent a month here. I had an Airbnb uh, early summer. I just really connected to the energy here. And I I am a sacral um, generator in human design. And so I'm always really thinking about how's energy feeling in my body. And when I was in LA, I was feeling really light. I was feeling really motivated. I was feeling really excited. And my mom said, when I got back, she, I could not shut up about LA. She's like, I think you're moving there. Like something like shifted in me when I was just down there. But when I moved into the new space, my things being in storage for 10 months, I was so excited to reunite with my things. And when they got in my apartment, the apartment that felt so dreamy, so light, so full of vibrancy, the energy immediately felt so heavy and dark. And I really had to unpack that because I was so confused. And I really realized that when I packed in a hurry because of the circumstances at my apartment in Oakland, it was like a 72 hour, like mad rush and highly do not recommend that. Um, movers were helping me pack and they'd done a really poor job They We ran out of packing materials. It was like a disaster. The frequency of that stress was in all of the boxes, was in all of my things. And I had done so much um, inner work the past 10 months that I had shifted my frequency without really realizing how much. And so when I got reunited with my things, it was like this moment of, I don't even resonate with so much of my stuff anymore. And so I had to spend, in addition to my past month of exploring, it was a lot of getting rid of things and going through things and doing my own process that I work on with clients in their homes and in their wardrobes where you're really looking at the emotionally heavy items that you own and carry around. Are they tied to former identities of yourself, former chapters, anything that feels like it's not serving where you are now or where you want to go, keeping it in your space is actually keeping you tied to those chapters. And so it can make letting go and stepping into this new energy that I was seeking so much harder unless I got rid of that stuff. And so as soon as I got rid of it, 
of course the apartment started feeling light again. I started feeling like I could breathe again. And now I've been able to like refocus into the energy that I was really feeling here when I was down here with in my Airbnb, not dealing with all of that. Oh, well, that's so exciting. Yeah. And there's so much of that, that, I mean, I want to unpack, but also it's all kind of the same thing. I think when we're talking about it, cause I mean, similar to you, my stuff has been in storage. Um, I'm bopping around I, since, you know, December of last year and I haven't stayed in one place for all that long until really right now, um, just due to, you know, life it kind of changed my plans on me. So we're just going with the flow and it's fine. But as you're talking through that, it's like even the spaces that we're in, it's so hard to leave them, let alone get rid of furniture. And, you know, there's the investment conversation. Like if I get rid of this couch, how much is a new one going to be? But the clothes, all of it is kind of the same thing, I think. And I've had so many similar experiences with work quote unquote comfortable, but we're not actually comfortable where we are or what we're with or what we're wearing. I don't know whether it's like fearless enough to get rid of it, or I don't know exactly what, like what, you know, energy it is that we're not embodying when it's so hard for us to let go of those things. But it really does make such a difference when you're finally like, all right, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to move or I'm going to get rid of this bed that literally makes me think of my ex. And when we broke up and when I was depressed and all the things like that, like just making up a scenario, of course. But um, oh, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I, I definitely have done the ma mattress replacement. You got to do it. I, I feel like there's just like, vibes in a mattress There's too. So you spend much a lot energy of time in there. that mattress. Yes. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's just so interesting how much we resist. And like, I've definitely done this too, like resisting the change that we know we need. And I mean, I guess it boils down to the intuition piece um, and really resist our expansion, I think in a way. I, I mean, I think there's multiple layers there. I think a lot of the things when, especially this came up for me a lot, some of the things that you're getting rid of, they're in perfectly good condition. So you feel a lot of shame. You're like, well, I bought this and it really lit me up at the time, or I bought it because I needed it at the time. And now I just, every time I look at it, I get triggered and get, but getting rid of it, you're like, but I feel guilty. Like I feel wasteful. I feel like I'm, I'm messing up. I don't know how to shop for myself. So, so much of the work I think is working through, why do you feel shame? Like what, like, where did this come from as a kid? Were you, are you holding on to things that, you know, your mom said you had to wear and not buying the things that your mom said that you couldn't wear. And are you still doing that? And so is your closet just not resonating with you, but you feel guilty because you have that tie to your mother about getting rid of the clothes that tie you to her rather than stepping into what you've been wanting to wear your entire life and just have pushed that down because you have that, um, that bond. And so there can be so many different, like mental, emotional layers, people, as much as they say, they want to step in, I think to new energies, they also, the old energy is comfortable. It's familiar. The new energy is scary and the unknown is scary. And what if I'm wrong? What if it doesn't work out? But what I find when it comes to getting rid of things, if you're like, say it's like a black dress and you're like, well, this is perfectly fine, but it's not lighting you up. If you take that time to donate that dress to someone who's going to wear and love it the way it should and create that space in your closet, you might not find the black dress right away, but I guarantee you'll find it by the time you need a black dress. And you'll find a dress that's more aligned that you're more excited about. Maybe you got it on like a cool sale, something like really kismet will happen about it where you're like, ah, and once you start trusting that process a little bit, then you're, then you can let go of the things easier. And, and that's how it's been working for me. And for so many of my clients. Yeah. I love that so much. I mean, it's literally an invitation to like trust life in a way, like life will provide you the black dress. If you're willing to take the step and let go of the thing that's not aligned, like this is such a huge zoomed out metaphor now for life in general. Like if you're willing to leave the job and move the city and do that, like follow your intuition and follow your authority in human design. Cause like, of course I would bring that up, but <laughs> well, that, and, and that's what this work is all about because clothes are just like that tangible, physical material thing that we all have. We're physical beings living in a material world, but we are metaphysical spiritual beings at the end of the day. And so everything we're doing, if you're thinking about the intention behind having a home that's aligned to the energy that you want to call in, 
it's leveraging the physical to the metaphysical and trusting the universe and life and how it works in general. That's what's going to get you all aligned. And it all works together, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks lately, and that like triggered something for me of like we get so caught up in our 3D circumstances and what they look like now. And using these material levers, whether it's your wardrobe, whether it's your home, all of the above, it's like I can now use my current circumstances to trigger the feelings that I want to feel to step into more of what I want from my life. And it's like it's such a simple thing, but I don't think people realize how powerful that like shift is because we are so stuck in the things that we don't want. I feel like that's just kind of the way that human brains operate until we like do the work to shift out of that way of thinking. But it is such a powerful lever to be like, okay, I want to feel like I am abundant. So what are things that I can put in my physical space? What are things that I can put on my body or like little makeup things um, that I can use that make me feel abundant? So when I see myself, so when I see my space, I feel that way. And then I naturally call more of that in. And some people with like the whole manifestation calling in, they're like, that doesn't make sense, but like, it's kind of how it works. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that goes into it in terms of like the trauma and the emotional clearing and all the things, but like, that's, that's a core piece of it. It's like a tool that we can leverage to help get you in the mindset to make the shifts and to like be in the, I'm already there. It's already happening. So if I'm wearing clothes that are shiny and luxurious and abundance, I'm feeling more abundant in my body. My shoulders are more back and relaxed. I'm lifting my head up higher than if I'm wearing the like dirty baggy sweatpants <laughs> and like walking around waiting for the abundance to come in. It's like, no, this is the aligned action I'm taking to show the universe. I'm stepping in. This is what I want. So I'm like in the fake it till you make it energy. It's already happening. And then the energy, then the universe is like, okay, I'm going to give you this energy to see if, if you're ready for this. And it, it's like working, it's like co-creating, working together and, and really leveraging this, uh, physical tool that, that we were blessed with to help us get into that energy. Yeah, it is so powerful. And I've noticed that the more that I've kind of like stepped into my own or come back to myself or like whatever one of these like sort of cheesy phrases you want to put on it like the more I am drawn to wearing things that make me feel more of that and also at the same time if I'm just wearing an oversized t-shirt and a pair of like bike shorts I feel more that way just naturally but but I've never been someone like thinking back on the majority of my life that like thought I was stylish or had like, you know, a sense of fashion or anything like that. Um, maybe just stories that I'm telling myself, of course. But um, it's just interesting to be at this point now where I'm actually attracted to. I mean, not only am I looking at like half the clothes, probably more than half the clothes that I have with me currently. And I'm like, I don't want to wear any of these. But it's also like I naturally want to wear color and jewelry and all of these things that I never really wanted to, I mean, not never, but like didn't consistently want to wear. Like I want to put on jeans most days. And I'm like, who am I that I actually want to put on this stuff that makes me project this different version of me, but really that is more true to me than any mm. versions of me that I've experienced for a really long time. I love that. And I think that that's probably a testament to the level of work that you've done on yourself and in your own life and all the energy cleansing you've been doing. It, it, it kind of makes sense. I think the more that we heal and, and, um, work on ourselves and understand ourselves and have the self-acceptance of how we're wired and how beautiful each of us are, then you feel the confidence and ready to step into these new energies that maybe once didn't matter before. And you're like blossomed in so many ways. I know this because we've been in a, <laughs> a container, a really tightly knit container for six months. And I think both of us experienced um, profound shifts in that container. And I've noticed the same in my own life where I'm like dressing more confidently. I think also the older I've gotten and the more I've worked on um, body issue stuff and, and just that acceptance piece of like, this is my body. This is who you are. This is what you look like how can we really just make all of that shine so that you feel the, the best that you can? And it's all of that work, I think, together that really helps make it more accessible than it once did. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, I mean, I know you and I both have shared like chronic illness past um, and 
it's so interesting to think about that in relation to what we wear too. And even before I had chronic illness, like I was hiding with what I was wearing for years and years and years before even I had chronic illness. And then when I got chronic illness, I was like, please no one look at me. Like I feel like shit in my body 90% of the time. So like <laughs> I want to hide black clothing, big clothing, like don't accentuate anything. And I mean, there was times when I would reflect on how I would like desire to be showing up. I feel like Coachella is like a very good, but very silly example. Like I love to be half naked at Coachella, like put a, put a bra top on, like little pair of shorts, let me run around and do my thing. It's so fun. But I couldn't like, it would manifest differently in my real life, in my day to day. Like I could not put on lingerie in front of my previous partner. I was terrified because I was so insecure about my body and I didn't feel good in it. And I was still doing a lot of the like healing work with that. But it's so interesting how it would reflect on these like very dissonant like moments where I'm like, I know this is not like, I know that I'm not like that. Like, I'm not the type of person who feels really uncomfortable being in very little clothing. Right. So why is it, you know, and especially with this person who, you know, at the time we're together. So love me all the things, blah, blah, blah. But I'm curious, like if you have noticed that in your own life with style in different ways or um, even, you know, in your relationships and that sort of thing too, um, just because it's like, I know that that wasn't me, but I could still not embody that version of me at that time, if that makes sense. Yes. I mean, a lot comes up when you're sharing that um, in my own life. Like I think, you know, in general, the, a theme of my life is that I've always used clothes as a way to express myself creatively, but also to hide um, different sides of myself. I didn't want to show. I learned at a young age, how you can really, um, manipulate people with clothes. Basically I am a type of person who's always been one of those people that have loved fashion, love to dress up, love to put on an outfit, love to experiment with my style. And people often were really surprised to learn. It was only people super close to me, how much I struggled with depression, anxiety, mental illness, because I had this like really shiny, um, upbeat exterior. And when it came to relationships, um, what I noticed something I did, especially in, in some of my earlier relationships was I dressed to please the partner. I dressed in the types of clothes. Again, it's like using them as a manipulative tool. Um, that's the shadow side where I would dress the way that I think they would want me to look. And I also had partners sometimes that would critique what I was wearing. So I would have partners that would be like, God, you're too dressed up right now. Like, can you please like chill out? Like you're, you're just extra, you're doing it too much. And that would like deeply hurt me to my core because that was my favorite way to express myself. But I allowed that to dim my light. And so then I would stop dressing up. I would stop putting so much care into my parents. I would try and dress the way that I knew they wanted to see me. Um, I never, I mean, I guess not never, but I haven't had so much that I don't want my body to be seen around my partner. I felt like that kind of crept up when the chronic illness was at its highest, because that's when I was feeling really bad in my body. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that have always, <laughs> not anymore, but in part of my story is that I've used substances chronically to hide parts of myself and to, to just not really, to just numb myself. And so I would be a lot of times sleeping with a guy or sleeping with my partner in my twenties or early thirties, and I'm completely trashed. And so when you, everything can hang out when you're completely trashed, cause it's helping you let go of, um, the ways that we want to protect ourselves that we might if we're sober. So that was also a big learning when I started dating after I really gave up a lot of my substance use and gave up kind of the way I gave my power away to, to men and, and uh, pleasing them. Then it was like, okay, now you're actually seeing me. And then that's when it started feeling terrifying. quick little break from today's conversation with Tiffany, which I'm sure you are absolutely loving. I just wanted to tell you about a product that I am absolutely loving lately from Cured Nutrition. Let's talk about Rise. I cannot tell you how many supplements I have tried, nootropics, you know, tinctures and all the things to help with my focus throughout the day. 
because it is something that I definitely struggle with and have for quite some time. And not a lot of this stuff out there honestly has worked for me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe some of it works for other people and that's cool. But I have not tried anything that has worked for my brain as well as Cured has. Rise is such a good product, you guys. I can't even describe it. I mean, everything from Cured is amazing. But specifically, if you're someone who also kind of struggles with getting up and get going in the morning, getting yourself into work for the day, all that sort of thing, I cannot recommend this product highly enough. I sometimes feel like I'm like not even the same human, like a little bit superhuman status because I'm like, who is this person that is cranking out this much work this easily? Like I just sit down and I go and that's so abnormal for me. Okay, maybe not so abnormal, but uh, especially when it comes to, you know, certain areas of my work life. It's definitely not it's definitely not normal for me in those specific areas. So anyway, I would love to invite you to try out Cured for yourself, whether that's Rise or whether that's any of their other amazing products. They literally have everything for every moment of your day, which is so cool. And and they all work so well together, which is even more fun. So you can really kind of create your own custom stacks with all, the, all their products. I am still waiting to try their elixirs. I haven't done it yet, so I'll let you guys know how I love them because I'm sure I will when I do. But like I said, if you want to try out Cured, if you want to try out Rise or any of their other products, I will have a link down in the show notes for you and you can use my code NTC to get 10% off your first order. Again, any product from Cured you'd like to try, use my code NTC and get 10% off your first order. Now back to this conversation with Tiff. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Cause I'm glad you brought up the um, substances part too. Cause my like post college, even in college to a degree, um, early 20s, like out at the bars, getting drunk and all the things. Like, and prior to chronic illness, most of my, you know, hookups or, you know, date, dating experiences. I don't know. That's weird, but um, they were all being really fucked up. Like I would be out of my mind. And at the same time, that was the time when it was like the pre-chronic illness when I had extreme body dysmorphia and overtraining and under eating and like just destroying my body. And I mean, it was the tiniest I've ever been. Not that I really give a shit about it now, but I was still so insecure. And I think without the substances, I would have been like, please don't look at me. Like, I don't want you to touch my stomach, even though there's like, there wasn't anything there, if I'm being honest. Um, but it was just my, so in my own head and so dysmorphic about what I look like that without being super drunk or whatever, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have like survived the encounter. I feel like I just would have like short circuited and been so insecure. Um, and I think that is, you know, then it was the chronic illness period. And with my previous partner, it was on the tail end of that. I was still dealing with some inflammation and some, um, I look at pictures of myself from that time and I'm like, literally, who is that? Because <laughs> my face looks so different, but it was all of those combined that made it so hard to be the person that I knew inside was really resonant, both showing up, you know, intimately, physically, and showing up in the way that I dressed and the way that I expressed. I can totally, totally relate. And I went through a phase two where I was, I was with a long-term partner and I had lost a bunch of weight. We were engaged. We were planning our wedding and I was on so many anti-anxiety medications. I was kind of cracked out, to be honest. I lost a bunch of weight. I got like scary skinny. And so it was like the first kind of wake up call where I was like, I've taken it too far. Like, I'm really not, who am I? Like, I don't, I didn't even know who I was. I, I didn't know what my body was. And, but anytime our body is getting somehow judged or critiqued for what we're wearing or, you know, how we're styling our homes, anything in our intimate environments, that can really like wound us to our core because then you start really being like, well, my body doesn't look good. And, and it just like, can really, you can start internalizing this dialogue, um, where you really have to take a step back. And for me, it was the end of that relationship where when we broke up and I had lost my, my job and I was trying to figure out what I was doing. That's like kind of when I hit this rock bottom and I was like, I really took it too far. I, this whole time I've been running and running and running, and I'm the one that like needs help and like needs to like 
get off all these medications and, and heal my body. And that's when all the chronic illness stuff started really firing off. It was just like this, like perfect storm of like chaos that I had to deal with. And it was like a reckoning with myself and how much you give your power away to other people. Um, I know that's like an expression that's a little bit loaded. I think I'm, I think you're not a fan of it in particular, (laughs) but I, I really resonate with that expression because I'm just like, that's how I felt. I felt like I was giving my power away to other people for too long and like caring too much what other people thought and valuing that over what I thought, or even trying to connect with what I thought about myself, my body, what I'm wearing, any of that. Yeah. I feel like the, the giving the power thing for me, I resonate more with like, we're forgetting to express it or forgetting to use it. Right. And so it feels like we're giving it away because these other people come in and they feel more powerful than us because we're not tapped in, you know, to our innate power and expressing that. And I think it definitely does happen over time. I mean, exactly the way that you've kind of highlighted over the course of your story. It's like the little comments over time and you take it in and you take it in and you take it in because I think for so many of us, like we're not empowered literally to, trust ourselves and to trust like for you as you were talking about um loving the bright shiny colors and to like really you know get dressed up and that made you feel fully expressed and um alive and lit you up and all the things i mean lighting you up is such a generator thing to say um but it, it truly is like if you were empowered to trust that like that's literally you empowering yourself right this makes me feel good so i'm going to do more of that versus and you know nobody or or perhaps nobody but like often people aren't doing it on purpose they're coming from their own wounding or they're trying to protect you in whatever way or you know it, it expresses differently depending on who it's coming from but it's like i think about this all the time for me too if i was really empowered to trust my direction and trust myself at whatever that looked like, whether that's a career path or whether that's what I want to put on my body, right? Like how differently would life have gone? And of course, like that's a you know dangerous game to play. And I, I love my path, all of its challenges included, because it's brought me to where I am today. Um, and it has really, you know, it's those wake up moments where sometimes you have to totally go to rock bottom in order to be like, fuck, we're going to do something about this. But it's just an interesting thing to reflect on. It really is. And yeah, I've gotten in those shame spirals where like things could have been so much different, but you know, I think our souls are here to do that work and it's messy and we make a lot of mistakes and we do a lot of things that, you know, we wish we had done differently and, but we're learning we're not supposed to be like, have it all figured out and be completely aligned and in our energetic, um, soul path right from the get-go. Like it really is this if you didn't fall down, you wouldn't appreciate what it feels like to stand up. Yeah. And it just makes me so like sad sometimes. And maybe this sounds, I don't mean it to sound like patronizing or anything like that, but like, I see so many people that I love dearly in my life, like not really picking themselves up, like kind of halfway, but like not going fully in on like, I don't want to repeat this pattern anymore. And, and it just, they stay so stuck. And I'm like, what if you just went a little bit more like what like what if you just a little bit more I know it's uncomfortable and all the things but I think that's exactly why we need people like us who are doing it and sharing about it um, to make it feel okay and a little less scary and a little more safe I mean that was me forever I was the person I got so knocked down that I didn't want to get back up again I was done I was like this is not life. I don't want this. I don't want anything about life. I hate it. I hate being here. Why the fuck am I here? Like all of those, I was in that space for such a long time, but it's like, the more you realize that that's the mindset you're in life actually gets so much harder. Everything was feeling so much harder. And I'm like, see, and it was like the, the, the proof to keep me in that negative mindset. I'm like, well, see, well, then this happened, then this happened. And it's like, it's because you're in this low energy. Um, I don't actually still know how I finally got out of it. I think it was like this baby stepping process. And that's what I, I really, um, try and invite anyone who's curious about doing work on themselves. It's like, I've always loved therapy. I've always loved working with, um, therapists, understanding the psychology of the mind. Then I gradually, you know, got into yoga. Yoga helped me really reconnect with my body and like start understanding, um, 
things beyond the physical. And then that led me more into like spirituality. And then that opened like a whole Pandora box. And then, you know, I didn't find astrology, um, until a couple of years ago. It's like everything, the more, the deeper I do the work. And then the more I can understand all the energetics behind the way we were designed and, and all of that, then it starts really making sense. And when you start making the shifts, it motivates you to keep making the shifts, but doing too much at once actually can be, um, too overwhelming. And so then you just stay completely stuck. So why not try just like something small Yeah, and just keep building that confidence, build the nervous system back up. Yeah. Literally one step at a time. I mean, that's how the most massive shifts are made. It's like one perspective shift or one mindset shift or like one swap of what you're eating or yeah, it's, I don't know where we got this like all or nothing mindset in our society. Like it has to be every change all at once or I'm failing. Like where did that come from? Because it's just like self-sabotage, you know, like if I don't get everything and get it right right now, then why do it? I'm just going to fuck up, you know? Yeah. And then there's just like so much pressure to do life a certain way. And if you're not doing it that way, then something's wrong with you. And I internalized that for a really long time. Um, cause I'm like, I don't have kids. I'm 40. I'm not married. Like I must've fucked up somehow, like where I, I could not like fix it irrevocable, you know, fuck up. Yeah. But it's like, I had to really reframe that. It's like, I'm meant to dance through life differently. This is my story. This is, and, and I meant to do all this other stuff that people with kids probably aren't doing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Yeah. There's so much like power and magic in just like embracing your timing and your path and like unfucking ourselves from this idea that everything has to look the same. Like everything is so homogenized. And I feel like, you know, this with me all the time, like everything in life should be unique to you, your path, your timing, your way you listen to your intuition, your food, your nutrition, your diet, like bio-individual through and through. Like, I don't understand why people don't get that. <laughs> But that's why I'm it here, would I help guess. so many people. I think it really is going to take um, a pr- approach higher up in our culture and society and the government and th- these like huge programmed ways of doing things. And I think we're starting to see the unraveling. I think it's going to start continuing to tumble and unravel. And I bet people are going to be doing life differently. I know even through the pandemic, so many people even never went back to the office and they never thought they would not go into an office every day. And that's like one small thing, but it's huge. Like that's a huge different way of interacting with your job, job, not, not being the most important thing. You're, you're at home. You're able to balance hopefully a little bit more your work and your life. Um, that's a, that's huge. And we've already been experiencing that shift. Yeah. I got a huge ringing in my ear when you said things are unraveling. So <laughs> I'm going to take that I mean, as a sign. <laughs> safe to say it's, it's happening. <laughs> oh, what a cluster. But I think that's a perfect segue. Um, as you were just saying that, like non-homogenizing everything, like your approach to style and even shopping, like in our, um, in our session together, the way you spoke about being a projector, like an open aura, non-energy being and not resonating with shopping, like in a physical store. I was like, why hasn't anybody told me that that's okay? <laughs> like that's how I should operate. Cause it gave me so much permission to like shop the way that I like to shop, like going to the mall, I will never buy anything and I'll usually hate it. I loved it. I mean, I, I, that's why I love bringing the astrology and the human design into the astro style readings, because the, the astrology helps you understand your preferences and, and what you like, how you like to feel. And then your human design is how do you take it into the tangible world to make decisions around your style, what you're bringing in, what you're getting rid of, um, how you shop, how you interact with your clothes. Like it, it's, I think it's the blending of the two that can really help you see those like Oh, permission of why it's always so hard for me to shop in person, why I need to be online or why it takes me so long to make a decision about something, maybe you're an emotional authority, um, you know, or why you beat yourself up after you didn't buy the thing that your gut was on fire about and you got home and you couldn't go back and get it. So it really can be this helpful tool to understand like decision-making around purchases. So you're bringing in a little more intention to what you're purchasing, how you're spending your money. Yeah. I just remember being like so blown away. I feel like I was sitting there with all these like little like 
firework moments in my head as we were chatting because I can remember so many times like thinking about the shopping piece, like going to the mall with a friend to, you know, try on whatever it was for whatever event we were going to and trying on all the things and getting so influenced by what they were buying. First of all, not even what I desired. I'm like, oh, they're buying that. So it must be trendy. So it must be me. Like I have so much openness. Um, and then getting back and I'm like, what the fuck? I hate this. <laughs> like, why did I spend my money on it? And then I would go return it like three days later because I'm like, I don't actually want this. And it just like, it was You're so like, frustrating. What happened? Yeah. Like, shouldn't I know what I want to dress like? Uh, That's yeah. I think it can be so eye-opening. You're like, oh, this is why this happens with my shopping tendencies, whatever they are. Um, and and just know having that that knowingness about how to shop now. It's like now you know, it's like you can still go to the mall with a friend, but don't buy anything. Yeah. Or if you see something you want, take a picture of the tag, take a picture of the item so you can look at it on your phone later and be like, wait, do I still want this? Yeah. When you're in your own energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love this whole concept behind it. It's so unique. I don't see anything like that out there. And I mean, the astrology piece too, like me not being as deep in astrology, like, and this is what was so baffling to me is you were saying things that sounded to me like little Caitlin, like dresses and the color pink and like flowy thing. Like I have not dressed that way for I cannot tell you how many years, I mean, because of so many of the reasons that we've already talked about, but when you were saying these things to me, and maybe you can run through like a couple of the different signs and what they, um, what they gravitate towards. And, um, maybe then we can talk about a little bit of the, the human design piece and, and how to tailor shopping based on, um, a couple of those just for some examples for people. But I just remember being so blown away and it resonated so much because I feel like so much of like the spiritual work, the inner work, the personal development work is leading us back to that little version of ourselves, like the adult and like well-resourced version who can take on life and not like, you know, short circuit. But that was so empowering for me and so validating of what I was already kind of feeling and experiencing in my life already. I love, I love hearing that. Thank you. That's, that means so much to my soul. And I think that's exactly what happens. It's happened almost with every single client. They have the same, oh my God, this is how I dress as a kid. It like clicks something. And it, you have to think about it through that. When our souls came to earth, it was more pure than when we go through life and we start taking on energies of other people, experiences that are hard. And we start really getting disconnected with our, our pure soul energy. And so when you can walk back towards it, the astrology piece can be a helpful tool, another tool to help you understand what your soul's energy is and how to walk back towards that. And using another tool like clothes to step into that energy and see if it lights you up. Because if you're dressing how you dress as a little kid, your day is probably going to be more creative. You're going to have more energy. It's going to feel just lighter and like less heavy. I went through this phase and, and now I'm doing it in, in more um, balanced doses. I'm a Libra son. So maybe that's why, but where I had to, when I was first reconnecting with my inner child, I had to wear only bright clothes for a while. And I got so much done. It was like when I was launching my website and, and working on my business for the first time, like getting everything, all the collateral pulled together, all the writing, it was the most helpful tool to help me get everything written and pulled together because I had so much freaking energy. I was like bouncing off the walls. And, and also I think there's a way in which, um, you can lean into parts of your astrology chart that you might've felt like a inkling towards that you haven't really explored. Like for an example, I had a client, um, who had like a, a Scorpio moon and she is very, um, kind of mellow put together person, very, um, doesn't take a lot of risks. But when I told her that she had a Scorpio moon and she probably has this like secret, like sex goddess side to her, that's like under wraps that only her husband can see. She got like kind of flustered and like was <laughs> blushing like hard. And she's like, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, it's in your, it's like your, it's your moon. It's like how you feel secure, but you do have this like side of you. And she's like, I've never really tapped into that, but I wore these like black knee high boots once on a date. And my husband like could not take his hands off me. I'm like, 
there it is. And so if you're tapping more into that energy, so I really invited her to buy a couple like date night, like really sexy outfits that like slutty sexy where where only she was going to be wearing it with her husband, where she felt secure and safe. And she did that. And she reported back and she was like, Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) She's like, I'm not going to say more, but thank you. Exactly. (laughs) I think we can read between the lines of what, what went down, but it was like, and I think it was so freeing. I saw like a side of her light up where she like felt like the shame was removed where she could tap into that. And it was part of her identity that she didn't have to keep so repressed she knew how to work with it. It was going to feel really appropriate for her in the context of her relationship with her most intimate bonded partner, of course. And then it felt safe to explore. Yeah. I love that so much. And that's a perfect example. I think of how astrology and how human design and all of these other tools, right. Are just inviting us back to more of ourselves. Right. I think people think sometimes they see them and they're like, that's this, like, what the fuck do the stars have to do with me? Right. But something I've been noodling on with human design a lot lately is like, it really just gives you a jumping off point to explore what feels like you. Cause I think we've gotten so like off track from what feels like us because of this like conditioning to rely on external validation for everything about us. Um, that it, when you, kind of start quote unquote waking up if you will it feels very like overwhelming and confusing and you're like where do I start because there's so much you're like I don't know what feels like me and so all of these tools are so powerful to link us back to here's something that might feel a lot like you now let's play around with it whether it's you know trusting your intuition through your authority via human design or whether it's like embodying more of your style and and your authentic essence and your little inner child that is, you know, the purest expression of you. Um, and I think that I will, we'll see, I haven't been really talking about that yet, but I think that makes it more tangible for people. Cause it's not like, Oh, you're like, it's superimposing this thing onto me. It's actually just like a starting point that then I get to play with and explore. And like, clearly with your client, it was like such a trigger moment. It, it was for me too. So I think it's so powerful and so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I can think of so many examples. I mean, I had a client with a bunch of Gemini energy in their chart and they were so confused about their identity and their style in general. They were just like, I kind of like this. Sometimes I like this. Sometimes I'm like, of course you do. You're a fucking Gemini. (laughs) You have all this Gemini energy in your chart. You're, you're designed to feel two ways, two-sided about things. And for you, it's about, you know, tuning in to kind of your emotional state that day and which side of yourself do you want to express and both being right. And when I shared that with them, they like cried. They were just like, this is so validating and so freeing for all of these feelings I've kept inside because I felt so confused about how to show up, how to identify as myself. And, and, and now it's like, it's yes, it's not pick this, pick that it's, it's yes to all of it. All of it can be yes. And so Understanding your astrology can be so validating for our human experience and where we're, we're putting ourselves in boxes and where even if society's not, or someone's not telling you, you can't wear something. A lot of times we're putting the box around ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I feel like it's such a powerful way it was for me to, I mean, I feel like I just said this, but like invite me into the aspects of myself that like, mm, how do I exactly want to say this? Like what I'm thinking of is I feel like maybe it was my Pisces moon. You correct me if I'm wrong, but like really flowy, like very almost like divine feminine, watery. I mean, flowy is like the only word that comes to mind, but like clothing, dresses, skirts, whatever it is. And that was like, oh, to me, which again, like little Caitlin loved, I called it the twirl factor. I would get put a dress on and I would twirl around in it and it had to twirl the exact right way. Um, otherwise I didn't want to wear that dress. And for the longest time, I've been so not uncomfortable per se, but just like resistant to wearing dresses and all that in everyday life. Because I think I was so stuck. Well, I know I was so stuck in my masculine for so long of like, I need to wear pants in case I need to run and do these things and like, you know, push my way through life. And what if it limits my capability to do? And that's like, and I I've sat with that and I haven't necessarily played and, or leaned into it, but it's such an invitation to lean into more of that aspect of myself that I didn't necessarily like forget about because I've been more and more aware of it as like we've been doing the work in the mastermind. But it's just triggering these little parts of you and, and giving you an invitation to explore, I think. 
Well, and it's also helpful to understand where these different energies are showing up in your chart. What's the context? So for you, your Pisces moon is going to be tying you to wanting to dress that way when you're trying to tap into your emotions, when you're trying to nurture yourself, when you're trying to comfort yourself, perhaps when you're at home, this is why I also like to know what house, um, Pisces, your Pisces moon is in, in your chart. So we can say, well, you know, if it's in your, um, third house, it's like, you want to feel like you can express and nurture yourself, but you're going to do it in a way. Um, third sign is, is, um, natally ruled by Gemini. You're going to want to do so in a way where it's expressing itself differently each time. It's not always looking the same. And in some days it feels right. Some days it doesn't. If you have a Pisces moon, really tapping into your intuition, harnessing your intuition. Pisces is one of the three water signs that's really tied to our intuition. It's also associated with the 12th house of the unconscious. It's holding the energy of all the other zodiac signs and energies in the chart. So if you have any type of Pisces moon, you're going to be feeling everyone's energy extra. So when you want to tap into how to get back into your own energy. That's when I would say, use that tool of like the ethereal goddess flowy vibes, nurture yourself at home, express yourself that way, create it like creatively, that's going to help your Pisces moon feel really safe and expressed. This is so fascinating. And I need to go back and review the like email. Well, yeah, to... we need to look at your house. And I can't remember what house signs I, everything's in, yeah, but I, remember. I, I do remember that part of your chart. Cause it's so, I mean, but as you were saying that, I'm like, I'm doing that. Just not always with like, I have in my mind picturing like river goddess, like very flowing. Like, yes, I do want to invite myself because I think this is an edge for me to really lean into that, like even more feminine aspect of myself because I've been doing a lot of like leaning into the divine feminine and, and expressing that more and more leaning into receiving energy and all that. And so I think that's why I had this attachment in my head of like, I need to wear more skirts and dresses throughout my day. But the piece that you said about intuition, so fascinating because I'm seeing myself already do that in little ways of like, today I really need to wear like this specific color for whatever reason. Like I need to have this energy or like I need to wear this specific top or like I need to wear just spandex and an oversized t-shirt and just like hang. And it's like, I don't know why, but I'm like, I need to wear this thing. And if I, if I like don't have it available, I'm like, I don't feel correct. <laughs> so that's, I don't know I mean, if that's, that's related, a, but no, that's hundred percent related. And I'm a fellow Pisces moon. So when I learned that when the days I don't want to dress up, I used to like be hard on myself. I'm like, what am I teaching my clients? But it's like, no, I'm a Pisces moon. I'm intu intuitively knowing that my emotional underbelly is extra sensitive today. I don't feel good. Nurturing myself today does look like wearing pajamas all day or not putting makeup on or not getting dressed. I certainly have many of those days. Um, other days I'm thinking about my day ahead and I'm thinking, how do I want to feel in these moments and I'm dressing from my intuition. And it's really that Pisces moon thinking about how you want to feel your emotions. And, um, also the moon energy specifically is tied to our childhood and just the way we were nurtured growing up. So you can, if you can reflect back onto what made you feel comforted as a kid, what do you, what did you use to wear when you were sick or when you didn't feel well versus what did you like to put on when it was a special occasion or your birthday? Like that can, those can also be like little helpful clues to guide you. I'm like so nerding out in my mind right now. I'm like cracking it's myself It's so fun up. when you think about it. <laughs> it's so fun. And where my mind is going is I'm like, can we like layer in all of the astrology pieces and also like cognition and human design and like your inner vision and all the, or that, um, Intervision is one of the cognitions anyway, but I'm like, I want to like superimpose. This is so fucking nerdy, but I want to like superimpose both of them and like literally have your brain for that because I'm like, I feel like there's so many links that that could that are like my brain is like not even made. There's like too much firing right now. I can't even speak English anymore, but I'm like, this would be so fascinating to like really go deep on both of them and see like back into childhood what things are playing out. Because I mean, when you said like what comforts you, I'm thinking back rub and thinking, oh, of course, because I'm a touch cognition and like all of these things. So it's just fascinating and beautiful how well they weave together. And so I love that you just like naturally were drawn to that. 
Yeah. And if you're thinking about back rubs and, and, and being touched, I would say when you want to tap into your Pisces moon, like think about how you dress in flowy, like sexy, ethereal goddess clothes at home. Like if you're about to get a massage, if someone's about to touch your body, like that's really going to bring those two together. And that's also why I had you on my podcast. I use human design in my readings, but I am by no means a human design expert. I don't know all the nuances and I'm at, I'm just like, you're curious about the astrology pieces. I'm just as curious about the human design pieces. So I feel like we should chat because I think that the more I can understand, um, the human design, the keys, the, the open, the closed, um, centers, like, I think that will help make these readings even more and more potent because there's so many layers, like with astrology and with human design, when I first started doing the astrology style readings, I was only looking at your primal triad, your sun, moon, and your rising. I wasn't looking at your Venus placement, which is the planet of style, beauty, love, pleasure. I wasn't looking at the house placements associated with with each sign. And once I layered that in, that's when I got the aha epiphany moments with my clients the most, because it was like, that's when I could really cater the readings to specifically what their energies are bringing to the table. And that's when we had the most progress made in the session. So that's how I like to do do them now is look at all of the layers. Yeah. It's so brilliant and it's so resonant and I just love them so much. So I definitely recommend that people go book one, do them experience, play all the things. Cause it like, I literally had so many like light bulb moments. My brain was just going a million miles a minute thinking back to like childhood and all the things. Um, so it was just amazing. Oh, yay. So I just oh, that love makes, you so much. That makes me so happy. I love you too. I mean, <laughs> I love doing those readings. Every time someone books one, someone book one this morning, I get so excited. I can't wait to dig into their chart. And like, and it's like a puzzle to me where it's like, let's piece together what your energy is. And I can't wait to present it to them and, and chat through it. And then when yeah. they start embodying it, they report back, they start using the human design, um, decision-making techniques. They're like, Oh my God, it went so much better purchasing this X item now, because now I know exactly the direction and the energy. So I just love how it can be really transformative for people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, that's exactly how I feel about the work that I do too. And I just, I, my wish for everyone is that they can all find something that feels the way that these feel for us. Because when you get to do that thing that literally lights you up that much, it's like, it, it just changes everything for you. So other than the Astro styling readings, how can people work with you? What other fun stuff do you have? Well, I have a one-on-one coaching container where we're looking at, um, the emotional blocks in your life that you're facing that you might be trying to get work past. We're looking at your astrology. So I've been working um, with an astrologer the past six months, really deepening my own knowledge. And and now I'm really weaving just more overall astrology related to style or not related to style into my offerings. Um, And so we're looking at your cosmic energies. We're looking at the emotional blocks or sticky points in your life. And we're meeting every week to work through that. I've I've helped clients uh, change jobs, shift careers. I've helped a client get pregnant, doing some of the the work, working through the blocks that she was having around just being able to visualize herself as a mother and being pregnant. So nothing lights me up more than working with clients one-on-one and just helping hold that mirror of like, you got this. What are the tools we can give you to help you step into your power and take your power back or empower yourself within? And, and, and really tap into what your heart is really yearning for that. You're just having stuck points of, of getting there. So that's, um, my other container. I also do, uh, a personal style, like transformational package right now it's waitlisted, but if you want to get on my waitlist, you can, you can go on my website, epiphanywithtiffany.com and join the waitlist for that. And then, yeah, I offered the astro style readings and I just recently started offering birth chart astrology. readings. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. I cannot recommend all of your things enough. So definitely recommend people. All the links will be in the show notes for all that. So check it out, explore, play, and just connect with Tiff. Say hi. I'm sure she would love that as well. So with Thanks, that, babe. just one more question for you. This is the fun okay. one. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Uh, unless we be? didn't have enough fun or as if we didn't have enough fun already. But um, so at the end of every episode, I share a what the fuck am I doing with the listeners? This can be, I mean, pretty much anywhere you want to take it. Um, can be something going on currently. It can be a past story. And it's really just anything where either you reflect on your own 
action situation and you're like, literally, what the fuck am I doing? Or somebody from the outside looking in would be like, wow, what the fuck is she doing? So I would love to put you on the spot and have you share one. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I think my life in general feels like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, Girl. When I left, I had a corporate marketing career for over a decade and really stable career was making great money, had so many cool opportunities to work on projects. They were, you know, trying to groom me into the executive level. When I left all of that, people were like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I'm going to just leave. I'm going to enlist in a coaching program. I want to become a coach. They were like, we kind of get that. Cause they, some of the people in my workplace knew I'd had some struggles with chronic illness and stuff that I'd found a lot of healing through with, um, holistic coaching, but they were still kind of like, how is this all coming together? And then when I weaved in and decided to utilize my fashion background and, and bring in astrology. I just felt like all these people in my circle are just like this collective, what the fuck is happening right now? And I had this moment where I was thinking exactly the same for a really long time. And I finally had to be like, this is what the fuck you're doing. You got to own it. If people are judging you, that's their problem. Like, are you judging yourself? And I was for a really long time. I was like, I'm going so against the grain here off on my own, trying to start my own business. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No wonder I'm feeling like people are judging me. I don't actually know if people really were judging me as much as I thought they were. It was more me judging myself. And and so now every day I kind of have a little bit of a chuckle because I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, when I was thinking about our interview today, getting ready, I was like, my day is like, my life here is just like, I, I changed locations. I moved to a new city. Now I, I podcast. Now I'm going on someone else's show to, to just chat. And, and then I'm going to meet with my astrologer later this afternoon. It's like, this is my life now. Like, how did this even happen? And I just start laughing at myself. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I must be doing something right because I'm feeling so much better and like in my skin and, and having so much fun. So even if I don't know where the fuck this is all going to take me, I feel like this is teaching me just so much about trusting the unknown and the process and myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I feel, I feel like we could have a whole other conversation on like entrepreneurships and also like cleaning up the energy leaks of like the self-judgment and everything. Cause yeah, that's all yeah. been quite a, a thing. quite a journey. I've lovingly nicknamed my what the fuck moments as my like, what the fuck am I doing tricycle? I'm just riding around on my little tricycle. I'm like, I don't fucking know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I'm riding. And it just gives me a chuckle when I get a little intense on like the entrepreneurship thing. So anyway, that made me think that's of that. That's so good. I'm going to start thinking of a visual. I love that. <laughs> or just yeah. picturing you on your tricycle. There's a good one. I'll start laughing every yeah, time. There you go. <laughs> you can laugh at me. Don't, don't worry about laughing at you. Uh, well, this is so much fun. And thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I just love you so much. And I hope you have the best rest of your day. Oh, fun. Thank you, Caitlin. Love you too. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tiffany. She is just the best, isn't she? I, like I said in the beginning, just love this conversation so much. She is just a light in my life and I'm so glad to be connected with her. I highly, highly, highly recommend if you are intrigued by her astro styling sessions, do not hesitate to book one. She is so incredibly talented and I truly have never seen anything like this before out there. So it is super unique and just such a fun way to reconnect with yourself in a very different way than, you know, the normal kind of like work, quote unquote. So if you enjoy this episode, I would love it. And I'm sure Tiff would love it as well. If you would share it with a friend, maybe on social media, if you do, please tag us so we can see it and say hello. We always appreciate it so, so much when we see your little loves and shares <laughs> and all the things. So would love it if you would do that. And that is it for me for today's episode. I hope you have the most amazing rest of your day or night or whatever time it is. I will see you here same place next week. Bye. Bye.